0: This episode of The One Thing Podcast is sponsored by Masterclass. Do you want to learn what it takes to become a self-made entrepreneur? What if the course was taught to you by Spanx founder, Sarah Blakely, or maybe you're more interested in drumming and creative collaboration? Well, guess what? That class is taught by the one and only Ringo Starr. With Masterclass, you get an immersive learning experience taught by true masters at the top of their field. And the best part, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere. When I found out that Steve Martin was teaching a masterclass on comedy, I signed up immediately. Learning the essence of great comedy from a comedic genius was an absolute no-brainer for me. Plus, each lesson was about 10 minutes so I was able to learn on my own pace and go back when I needed to rewatch something. Next up, I'm taking Training Your Dog because Winston is out of control with Brandon McMillan. And then after that, I'm going to go back to another comedy course with my favorite director, Judd Apatow. Whether you want to build your own brand or learn a new skill with over 100 classes that range from world-class instructors at Masterclass, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I highly recommend you check it out get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as a One Thing listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash one now. That's masterclass.com slash O-N-E for 15% off your masterclass membership. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the One Thing Podcast. I'm Sarah Hendricks and I'm here with...
1: Chris Dixon. Hey, everybody. We're really lucky today to have Kim Lalonde on the podcast. And Kim is the founder and CEO of Key.co. And Sarah, let me ask you, how cool would it be to show up to a vacation rental property an Airbnb or uh, any any vacation rental and have your fridge like fully stocked full of groceries and all the, the alcohol you want for your trip and all those things ready to go.
0: What are you kidding? I think one of the hardships or one of the most annoying parts of going on vacation with all of your friends is that first hour or two hours or three hours where you've gotta to go to like Costco and the grocery store and you gotta get everything ready, like Just showing up and opening the fridge and cracking a beer would be my life's dream.
1: Uh, (laughs) And Kim and her company, Key.co, have found a way to partner vacationers with uh, services inside the market and the vacation rental property owners and create the opportunity to have some of these services organized for you. And they've got a really cool company. They're doing some great stuff. And Kim's a total badass entrepreneur from here in uh, Austin, Texas. So we're excited to talk to her.
0: Yeah. So give it a listen. Here's Kim Lalonde.
1: Hey, everybody. We're lucky to have Kim Lalonde with us here today. Kim is the founder and CEO of Key.co. And Key is a company that makes it easier for travelers to book vacation uh, rental homes that have been vetted, curated experiences in those homes and additional services all in one place in one platform. Kim, thanks so much for being here today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure. I have to say off the top that Kim and I had the uh, opportunity to work together. I worked with Kim at Key um, a few years back and it was an, an incredible experience and there's a good chance I might still be there had COVID not happened.
2: We can always get you back.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right for our listeners. It's going to be okay. Don't panic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, Kim, that was one of the uh, coolest experiences of, of my life. You know, I was with uh, iFly for 11 years and left that that company and, and it was such an incredible experience to challenge myself in new ways and you guys were so supportive in that process and we had a really cool contract with Airbnb that was exciting and you know the world kind of flipped on its head with COVID yes
2: yes well we loved working with you entrepreneurial journey is not for everyone Um, fast paced and you just Go with the flow <laughs> and fast. So
1: Yeah, run fast. You yeah, got it. That's we love for sure. We learn to run faster, faster than I ever had before. Even
2: so. when you don't know what direction you're going, you just go. As long as you're going, it it's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so can tell us
0: or tell me a little bit since I'm the one who the odd man out. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, a little bit about Key.co and what kind of experiences that uh, the company
2: gives to people who are interested. Sure, definitely. So to back up on how I initially came up with the idea, I was running sales for a, a large law firm that was actually in this building at the time we were recording oh, wow. um, and was there for nearly a decade, traveled quite a bit, stayed in great hotels where you have all the hotel like services, daily housekeeping, which you you if you stayed in a four and five star hotel today and didn't have daily housekeeping, it would be weird. Yeah. Um, but concierge for local recommendations, in-room dining, spa, gem, etc., And the firm had asked me to spend three months in San Francisco and offered to get a vacation rental so I could bring along my two little ones at the time. Um, And found my experience was had a great vacation rental home right in the heart of the city, but was completely on my own. I didn't have any of the hotel-like services. So young and rapidly growing market. Um, So that's what spurred the idea on, okay, I think there's an opportunity here. And so that's where we launched Keys. So we initially started the company on services. So we partner with property managers who have vacation rentals. Once a traveler books a home, they can go to our site and book from a curated marketplace of local vendors. So, what are the best things to do? Um, and including pre arrival grocery, chefs, babysitters, masseuses, all the in home services as well. And then during COVID, a number of our customers called saying, Can you please recommend a key serviced home? We're dying to go on vacation. And so, and our property managers always loved when we sent them bookings. And so, we've since picked the best homes um, on our site and put them on our site that are vetted. You know what you're getting. Um, so, you know what you're showing up to. And that's key. Everything's in one platform. So. That's awesome. That sounds like a dream too, to be able to show up at a place
0: that feels as comfortable as your home um, and get all the services of a hotel. I mean, I don't know how many times I've stayed at an Airbnb, and it's like I'm using the same towel over and it's
2: so gross. <laughs> and you don't want to spend your first two hours going to the grocery store for all your friends, or your kids, or your Gosh. family. So it's you, all there. That <laughs> hits the nail on the
0: head. I don't. The, going back, uh, we have a friend group that goes you know, picks a place every year we go and you're right. The first hour, two hours, you're like setting everything up. Yes. You're going to the grocery store. Everyone is bickering already because they're like, well, I want Coors Light and I want Yingling and it would just be nice to show up and it's all done. Yes.
1: Yeah. What a cool experience, right? I mean, all that stress is taken off of your trip. You walk What's in, up? everything's there. A number of different services. I mean, market dependent, still, right? I'm yes. assuming. But, yes. you know, if you're, if you're near the beach and there's bicycles you can rent they're already there for you in the home. so you hit the you hit the uh the rental and just get on the bikes and go for a cruise after a long flight et cetera.
2: Definitely and we 87% of our um vendors are locally operated and so we really work with them on be creative. Our our clients love um, great experiences that are unique. And so, Beach Bonfire and S'mores is a big one in San Diego and in Florida and 30A. Um, but be creative. Chefs, instead of a three course meal, five course meal, do heat and serve meals when you're coming off the beach or off the slopes. No one wants to cut, but you can throw it in the oven. Oh my gosh. Um, and you can, and especially if you're the one, that, there's always someone having to coordinate that trip.
1: Yeah, so I know. It's I know. a pain. It yeah, a oh huge my God. It yeah. always needs to be in me, I swear. But, <laughs> but like yes. it's. One thing I know I struggle with when traveling is doing, for for lack of a better term, like the more touristy type experiences. And I know that yes. one thing you guys really um, do well or excel at is like, is curating those, those market specific experiences that you don't get that uh, keep it feeling like you're, you're on that different kind of trip. You're not just checking the tourist boxes. Definitely. Our,
2: our motto um, and mine personally in life is make memories, not plans. So, um, and as the planner of my family, but, (laughs) but the make memories parts just show up and we're like, leave all the details to us. We've already serviced the last hundred guests that stayed in that home and um, have their profiles, have your profiles. And so can, better match with the with the tech platform. Well, and
0: this goes back to an episode that we did on the podcast uh, in the middle of the summer about having a goal for your summer vacation and now having key.co. Like... You can actually have a goal and go and achieve that goal without the stress of having to walk in and plan it, having to yep. decide where you're going. I mean, this is this is amazing.
1: Yeah. Kim to, to give you some some context on that. We we talked about at the beginning of the summer. Many people go on vacations, you're there and you're still distracted or mm-hmm. you're on your phone and or maybe you don't have a clear goal for your for your vacation itself. And striking that balance where you don't want to turn your vacation into like stress just to achieve something but at least having clarity in what you want to achieve when you're there yep. and like having support in that from you guys I think is pretty awesome.
2: Definitely. And you, anytime anyone goes on vacation you don't want everything so scheduled out. So getting the things locked in you know and then our team, the platform you can browse on your own but is there to support to fill in the last minute. Okay, well we do want to do this today versus having to cancel and rearrange everything.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah, maybe something Something comes up in the trip that uh, was unexpected and you have support to make corrections and, and someone that can help you uh, fix things when they, they go off the rails.
2: Definitely, definitely. The wine's out. Mm-hmm. We need another delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all I heard was wine. <laughs> and my ears just went. What? Sarah's <laughs> second core
1: value. <laughs> it's my first. So <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. He, I'm in good company. Yeah. <laughs> we were joking earlier that Sarah's number one core value is cursing, and then now number two is wine. But that that's, neither oh, of yeah. those are true.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, they're, they're definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, Kim, how you? You said law firm. How did you get into the hospitality space uh, through your career? I'm sure you've had a, a long history of, of being a successful uh, entrepreneur in the space and a successful woman in the space. Do you want to take us back
2: to the beginning and the trajectory sure. of your career? I knew nothing.
1: <laughs> about
2: space. I think entrepreneurship is just looking for the opportunity in the market. And in that one, I was on the traveler side and knew what I wanted um, as a guest and and, and as someone that loves to vacation and values that time away with friends and family, and so saw the opportunity. And it's funny sitting here, you know, seven years later. If I were to look back, I would have done it all different. So it's only, it's almost better not to know and just to go and build because that's how you create the new, the next generation of. Um, of what you're creating for that particular space. And so that's what we're setting out to do even today. Anytime I talk to the team, I'm like, I don't wanna be what's already out there. There are great brands already out there, but how do we how do we create the next generation that um, for the brand, for vacation planning, specifically around this vacation rental industry, which is a massive market size and opportunity and worldwide. So there's a lot of, a lot of ground to cover. But for me, I started, I worked full-time. I went to UT. In oh. Austin, yeah. So horns, from there, right? Yes. That's what we're You yes,
0: got it. Yes. I moved here from Denver, so I don't
2: know. Okay, you've got it right. You're okay, great. <laughs> right. You, you passed. <laughs> yes. And so I started working full-time my junior year in college. So I, my backstory, I was adopted when I was seven, a single mom, 40 years old. Why she took me on, I was a pain. I don't know. <laughs> but she's 82 years old today. I'm taking her on vacation next month. Oh, <laughs> so, right. Yes, yes. So I left for college and just wanted to, she, she taught me to be independent. So no matter who or where you are in life, independence is key. And so I got my first job, um, junior year, full time working and taking a full, um, course load. And I was just ready to, to make my own money and get my own place and, and launch. And so anyways, did that, then worked for Lance Armstrong foundation, uh, here locally. I'm going to date myself. And it was in the late (laughs) nineties,
1: 2000. So not that long. Exactly. Ago.
2: So amazing brand. Um, the law firm then recruited me out of there actually. Um, they were a sponsor and I handled all the sponsorships for the foundation at the time um, and then was at the law firm. They decided, I think we need a sales role. You don't want my legal advice. Although I could give it after working 10 years with them, but no one wants it. Um, and so did brand sales uh, there and that's what gave me because they. I, I worked with the corporate securities group who work with entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, that whole ecosystem. So that's what gave me insight into, oh, this is, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was at the time. And then staying after 10 years there um, at the firm and staying that one, summer, I was like, oh, I have an idea. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Launched it. So I was
0: going to ask, do you, you had said you didn't know what an entrepreneur was at that time, but in reflecting, do you see where like your independence or, or where some of the things you were going after made you an entrepreneur like this entire time? Or was it you grew into wanting to be an entrepreneur? I think it's
2: right place at the right Time. Um, If I would have come across the concept fresh out of college, I don't know that I would have known what to do with it or how to get there and build the network around you. Um, One of my board members, and they were our early backers. And he told me one day, he's like, do you know there's a book written or an article written on how entrepreneurs are like psychopaths? The brain chemistry is is the same. And I was like, what? What are you saying? And he goes, why would anyone do this? (laughs) Why wouldn't you? It's exciting and fun. And every day is a new day. And you can just go create your world and go right, go left and really make a difference. And so... um, so it's not for everyone, but I don't think you plan necessarily to do it. But I do think there's a, a makeup and a chemistry. Otherwise, it's not not a lot. Even even with our, our team, you know, that works at the company, it's not for everyone. They're fast paced. You've got to constantly solve and dive in and you're building, you've got to prioritize because there's so much to do. So
1: Yeah. Right, thank Chris you. knows. Yeah. <laughs> I could speak to that. <laughs> but when you were making that that jump. Uh, you know, what did you think would be the, the biggest hurdle to overcome and what ended up being the biggest Mm. hurdle to overcome early-ish, you know, kind of early stage? I
2: think this is probably true for a lot of entrepreneurs and, and, um, me today. I'm visionary, big picture thinker, sky's the limit. So it took me a bit to, well, and you always need your right hand. Natasha <laughs> is, is our head of operations finance. She's, no, we're not doing that. Here are the numbers or here we've got to focus. And so I think from just the entrepreneurial side, it took me a bit to have to hone in. And I just write them down. Write my thoughts down or my ideas down and schedule meetings on, okay, this is a big idea meeting. Um can't say no unless you have a good a good idea, and then we prioritize afterwards on what's the one thing we're going to take out of here and actually work on and, and do. But um, I think that was the biggest the biggest shift for me personally, and and with my personality is like, okay, I've got to I can't get everyone distracted and share this idea because the idea changes daily.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. that's, a, that's a really interesting it's a really interesting point. We were talking to someone recently who they 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 call it they're they're too icy, they're second in command, but that's who you're talking about, Natasha, who who. Yeah, your your senior VP of operations. Yep. is that her title, I believe. Yep,
2: and finance
1: and finance. <laughs> yep, many hats there, the but fun the, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like having the ability to 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 be visionary, to have creativity, to imagine where the business is going to go, to see the things that are in the market, to go after growth and and you know continue to be attractive and do all those things, but yet knowing that you can't share all of that with the whole team, right? Because right. they're they're not everyone can handle that, and right. they're, they're going to shift too quickly. So right, like creating that, that layer and then figuring out what is the one thing that we're going to go and actually Definitely. do.
2: Definitely, well, we love, our whole team actually is very, um, you never know where the next, something that may start in my head. And then by the time we get through, you know, diving into the concept more, you never know who at the table is going to be the one that contributes that because you start to bring other yeah. ideas, um, to, to the table based right. on what you're hearing. But we love, um, we'll, you know, write them down. And then we love doing jam board sessions. And we make sure, I mean, Spencer is our head of engineering, Sean, our head of product, um, Mitch, our head of marketing, um, ops, finance, just have different, perspectives in the room and you throw it up on a jam board session sticky note okay here's this all and everyone throws all their ideas on there sticky yep. notes no one can comment you just take 5 minutes and then everyone gets three stickers or three and you just rate okay here's and then you pull those you know top 5 over to the next discussion continues whittle but yeah swallow it down so it takes so many different perspectives i think to get to the right solution at the end, Um, which sometimes right solution is, okay, we're not doing that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you got to create the space, first of all, to give yourself permission and your team permission to think big, right? And just get it all out there. Don't be rooted in the challenges of today. Don't chain yourself to like what the current situation is. Like give yourself the space permission, think big. Be crazy. Work backwards and then work backwards. Exactly. But starting with that big vision. Yes. And then breaking it down.
2: Definitely. And too, we our team's amazing. All all levels, all departments, where when we commit and get everyone behind it, we all go in that direction. And so, um, so I think it's a good it's good. Otherwise, how are you gonna innovate and create the next and the next, and the next, because yep. you don't want to do. <laughs> um, yeah. there, there was obviously a market opportunity initially, why we came up with the idea, and just always solving. So
1: yeah, and and being adaptable. Yep. And uh, like we said, it's like imagining extraordinary for the, the business and big and different, and, definitely, and challenging. And yourself.
2: how do we are, are real big? Like when we launched the home line, let's we said let's create an early ugly prototype. So working, what's going to take the least amount of time throw it out there, drive some traffic to it, see what happens. Because you also have to follow the customer. You can't just sit in a room and and create, you can come up with an idea and you just get out there and test it. Um, But you've got to follow that customer feedback. Where key is today, we constantly listen to customers, where they're clicking, what our operations team is spending the most time on. This chef's always late. How do we solve for this? And so it it just starts to form. And it's really cool. I always remind the team, like, okay, here's where... Because again, fast pace. Here's where we are. And I always take a pause. I'm like, let's take a, a a clip at where we were this time last year. And it's just the progress made. If you're all focused on the one thing. <laughs> Let's move the needle here and and make a lot of uh, progress versus everyone's off on their own.
1: Yeah, trajectory so alignment it, right on a common yes. common one thing or common purpose or goal for the business so that you exactly. don't have that everyone just running in different directions. Yes, What's yeah,
2: the really... parking lot of the dreams, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't die, they don't go to a cemetery. We call yeah. it a parking lot, yeah. <laughs> just, just put them in their car yes. for a little bit. Yeah. Like, parking lot, it, so you're saying there's a chance,
1: yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> God, what is that movie? Dumb and Dumber,
1: yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, so mm-hmm. What's all that one in a million talk, right? <laughs> so you're
0: saying there's a
1: chance.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. So I want to go back a little bit because you said you're the visionary. You have the big dreams. Did you ever try to also be the ops person? Like, was there ever a point in your journey where you're like, I can do both? Yes, they kicked
2: me out. I can't oh, even use my yeah. Salesforce
1: account now. <laughs>
2: I love getting into the weeds and the data, and especially if my mind this morning I was on one metric. I was like, I'm just going to log into here, night. they kicked me out. And I was <laughs> like, it, I You're cut They're off. Like, what do you need? Because <laughs> um, you, you, when a company gets to a certain stage, you can be more distracting to the team where they've got their goals they need to hit and their process. More importantly, where your visionaries are not. Problem- or Actually, I'm process-oriented on a to-do list in my organization, but not on, well, why aren't we trying this? Because I'm missing so many data points. And so, mm. yes, I've tried. I still try, but they don't let me.
1: Uh, when, <laughs> when you go from this phase of, you know, you come up with the idea for the business, you do all the hustle, the work, to, to you know attract the funding and the mm-hmm. investors and and start things up hire the people create uh, momentum demonstrate the value you get to the place in the business where it's like now they're there it makes sense to kind of not step away, but create a different role? Is, is that hard for you? Was that hard for you to step back or, or start to shift and it's like let go?
2: Nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's kind of nice. It's almost like growing up where you start high school and it's so exciting. And by senior year, you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's okay. kind of nice, the different stages you go through. And thinking back when we were all in one office and three of us sitting there and just putting it together, um, so I I think it's, not, it's nice, and two there are so many areas across each of the lines that you can innovate, and it's it's not creating the next one, and you don't need the next one. Right. In. So, new what challenges. markets are we opening up next? What is the next version of this you know platform look like, um, etc. So,
1: so it's a welcome change, yes, and and you can go on to the the new and the bigger for lack of a better term, challenges and things yes. that keep you motivated. Yes. And yeah.
2: entre- two pieces of advice I'd give to anyone who's looking to start a company. One, check the market size. Make sure it aligns. If you're going to raise venture money, be sure you've got a massive, you know, billion-dollar-plus market size. If it's a family-owned business, what returns are you wanting? Make sure that the market size is there. Um, we have to do that even within the business on opening different markets or whatnot. But that market size is, is critical because you can put a lot of work and effort. And without that number... You could have saved yourself a lot of time and other people's money, which it would be hard to raise without that. Yeah. Um, but two, the other thing is surrounding yourself with amazing advisors who have been there, done that, who um, they just help help guide you, but all different walks of life. So together in a room, they create an amazing think tank almost. And then you come out with a better answer on, okay, we're going to go this direction strategically. So that advisory board early on, where it's not your formal board, which you've not yet raised, but um, I had someone from travel, someone from who'd, been multi, who'd built many multi-billion dollar multi-billion dollar companies. And so just your big thinker, seeing it all. So anyways, there's, I think that's important.
1: Yeah. And mentorship, If even if uh, maybe you're coming in at a different angle or you have, don't have as, as much access there, it's just yep. getting good mentors to, to help make good decisions early.
2: Yep. And network and ask. asking. I'll never forget sitting at lunch with, um, he's now an investor, I've been on our boards. He's been involved in Key since the beginning. And I remember him sitting there and he's like, okay, you're not going to move the needle for me personally in my finances, because he's been very successful, but I can move the needle for you. And I'm in, I'm going to do it. And so you oh, cool. just oh. never be afraid to ask, because I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, I know you've built many very big companies and we're only doing five. $5,000 a month, but (laughs) you just have to put yourself out there and ask and you're going to get some no's, but you're going to get some amazing yeses. So just don't be shy. That's great advice. Did you know that there are currently
0: over 2.4 million podcasts in the world, including the one you're listening to right now. And it takes a team of people to help bring these podcasts together. You know, everything from getting guests on to researching them, to our amazing team of folks that edit, all of the fun bloopers that we have, it truly takes a village to get these podcasts out. Needless to say, hiring the right people for these roles is important. And whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, there's only one place that makes it easy, ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash one thing. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review the recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that make it easy to filter, review and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So if you're a fan of this podcast and you want to try ZipRecruiter for free today, you need to remember our special URL. It's ziprecruiter.com slash one thing. Once again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash O-N-E-T-H-I-N-G. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I think that you bring up a great point, which is like as an entrepreneur, as a human, I mean, we have limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs that we somehow talk ourselves into things that we can't do. Um, Were there things specific to your business and being an entrepreneur that were limiting beliefs that you had to not get over, essentially? I mean, and how? Um, I know a lot of our listeners are like, I I can't start a company. I'm too small. I'm too... I don't have enough money. Um, But you can... There's a way Yeah, got to get past
2: those limiting beliefs. Mm. <laughs> I think it's one being very clear, taking the time to be very clear on what it is you're wanting to do and think big, think big. There's, it's no, not worth anyone's time if it's not going to be, and big is relative. There, what's big to me, maybe um, little to you, et cetera. So just really having it clearly defined on what it is you're wanting to accomplish and then working backwards. So, I'm going to need to raise money. Okay, how much and at what stage you need to get to next? You don't you don't need a ton early on to go test because early on you're testing. I I have this thing I want to do for key, you know, have this curated marketplace I want where every vendor's curated and vetted. Um, and we were 100% services and email back and forth back in the day. Um, and then, okay, how much money do I need to see if one, travelers even want this? Um, and two, will property managers even hand us, you know, let us service their guest. And so started with one partner. I remember walking down second street, knocked on their door and said, Hey, I have an idea. Can you can I, you know, and there are they're still with us today. So oh, wow. seven years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Walker VR, it's an amazing yep. <laughs> property management company here in Austin. Um but anyways, so you just have to test it first and then and then what's the next step? And so just doing it ensure it's hard to come up with a three-year plan, but you do need the vision. But then working that backwards on, okay, what is the one thing? <laughs> you guys have a great slogan. <laughs> um, that I need to accomplish to get to the next stage. And sometimes there are multiple that all that go hand in hand and you just break it down into um, smaller goals. And then you look back one day and you're like, whoa, yeah. we're doing this today? We're still here. <laughs> it's the process. It's our process.
1: That's it. Dan. Yeah. And being
2: the, and then having a process for once you've got that, like every Monday I sit down and handwrite my to-do list and our lives are multidimensional. I have my family, have four children, um, two are in high school now. <laughs> so, um, but you know, our, so I have our family, I have my board, investors, my team. So there's, there's four big categories and buckets and I handwrite the top three things that need to get done. And for me personally, just my internal process sitting down on a Monday, if it's written, I've got to make progress on that list as the week goes on. And if something's still on there five weeks, I'm like, what are we doing with this? So let's either... Take it off or get it done now because I'm procrastinating for yeah. whatever reason. But that process for me personally on running all those different facets of my life and feeling like feel like I'm staying organized because we are busy. Um, and then same with the company we've got. We live on scorecard scorecards, Google sheet scorecards where it's yeah. like, okay, here you go and high level here's revenue we have to hit the core KPIs but all of those are linked out and then this department gets that one and everyone's focused on you know, one area of the funnel but the the um, getting it on paper but then constantly reviewing that daily and setting your weeks is critical to making progress and being successful.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you spoke to the whole system there. Voila. Yeah, voila <laughs> look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Um, I have a question. So on... Your on the on the personal side mm-hmm. uh, or your own workflow and yeah. and, uh, and prioritization. I'd love to ask if if you're if you're good on like your to do list. You mentioned on Monday you'll you'll sit down and you know write out like here's all the things I want to accomplish this week. And if you have things showing up multiple weeks in a row, you start to take a little bit of a different look at that particular thing and, and say okay, well what what's going on here? Uh, is there anything you do to adjust or check and adjust or or change that particular task to get it done?
2: I may break it down more. So um, I'm trying to think of, so my daughter's birthday is coming in September. So that's on my personal to-do list. And it's just, I put on there, you know, Maddie's birthday and... Then it's it goes and like, Okay, I've gotta do something. There's or is she having a birthday party, what are we doing for the family? What are we gonna get her? Um, so starting to break it down and just get one thing done. Otherwise it's so overwhelming when it's mm-hmm. just too too high level. Yeah. And I find I I do better if it's have the theme, but what's the, you know, one thing I'm going to get done this week on it. And, you know, it's a ticking time bomb that's going to come and go. <laughs> and yeah. So you you can't miss it. Um, same with, you know, board meetings. They've ticking time bomb, that date's there, you've got to get the decks out, etc. So I think it's just breaking it down. And for for that, for instance, on the, the work side, we'll... Get a calendar, set those, you know, January, and then work backwards on. Okay, team needs to start their slides this many weeks out, and because I don't like last minute, I'm not, I don't do well with all nighters and trying to get slides together last minute, and mm-hmm. I like to put more thought into it, especially when it's when it's something like a board meeting, um, and so I, it's just breaking it down. Yeah, I think that's critical on and and working backwards and giving yourself the time. Monday morning coffee, Sunday night with a glass of wine, whatever it is, sitting there looking at a calendar on, okay, what's coming up? And then, okay, what do I have to accomplish this week? So I don't, this doesn't all start to back up on me.
0: You said something great, which is it can be overwhelming if it's too big. Mm -hmm. And of course we have this concept of thinking big, Mm -hmm. but then going small. What is the thing that you can do that makes everything else easier and necessary? So I love this idea of reminding the listeners that if you go too big, it feels overwhelming. So go, like, think big, have mm-hmm. those big visions, but remember to go small so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Break it
2: down. Yeah, yeah. Break yeah it go down. small.
1: That's it. And there's a concept that we we use dominoes as an analogy mm-hmm. a lot around the one thing in productive um, and lining them up in a way such that, you know, you, you do reverse engineer your mm-hmm. goals, but you knock over the first one. And that first one is what we call lead domino. And so... You know, going smaller to figure out what that lead domino is like. What's the one thing, as Sarah said, I can do to accomplish this thing that's been on my to do list for five weeks now? Okay, like what is the one thing I can do to get this the, get the thing started. rolling? Yep. With my daughter's birthday party, even, or if it's to get this friggin' board deck started. Yes. it's like oh, I got to call Tasha. She's got to start it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: the um, yeah, it's it's. It, I think that's critical. <laughs> well, and we just have such
0: a habit. I'm thinking of my life before the one thing um, <laughs> of just you put something on your to-do list that's huge. You like I, like I have to put together a board deck. I need to create a social media strategy. I have to do X, Y, and Z. And when you look at that goal, you're just like,
2: whoa. Wow. <laughs> Where do I start?
0: <laughs> exactly. But yeah. if you start out with, okay, maybe this week I'll just pull the stats that I need to put together the strategy or uh, what have you. I think that's just such an easier way of, of Going through the process um, and reminding people to, you don't have to go all the and way to the And the top.
2: personal feeling of satisfaction, like for my yes, that check mark, I'm like, oh, yeah.
1: that, and you <laughs> feel like
2: you've accomplished something at the end of your day when you knock a few of those off. Versus if it's just sitting there and it starts to back up, you a small win is still a win. Worse, yes, yeah.
1: yes, yeah. We we were having a Sarah and I were having a conversation recently about striking the balance between, like, on your to do list not everything matters equally, right? There are right. things on there that are much more important than others. So, but then you, you don't want to neglect all the little things and just focus on the big ones because sometimes it's good to score a win mm-hmm. or maybe like that little thing supports something else yep. or, or whatever it is, but not neglecting and making sure you acknowledge what are those, you know, what we call 20 percenters that deliver 80% of your yep. results. Make sure those you don't say no to those, but don't neglect the small ones and the opportunity to yep. score some wins and feel good. Make sure you're
2: month. moving the needle. Cause if you're just sitting there treading water, that's at the end of the year or quarter or ho- whatever you're measuring yourself. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well I did a lot and it didn't accomplish nearly what I needed to, to get
1: this yeah. done. And that's where reverse engineering your goals is so powerful because you work back from like, what is it that you want to achieve? What does extraordinary look like for key this yep. year? And you know, that big one thing, but then, yeah, on one end of the spectrum, there's the big one thing, the big why for the business, mm-hmm. the big goal. And then at the other, complete other end, it's like, what's the one thing I need to do in this meeting yep. to be in alignment for today, to be in alignment for this week, month, yep. year, ultimately? and
2: it goes to, to funnel metrics in any company, you've got your core KPIs and we can, on those high level scorecards, you can see if something's just not moving as quickly as we need to number wise, then, you know, take the time to dive in and then you can only choose one what mm-hmm. part of the funnel do you want to have the team or yourself depending on what it is dive into and fix and then get a group together and run mini tests okay for the next month you guys are going to run mini tests cuz if we as our product person says if we can unlock the flow of water here and keep it going there's just a friction point there yeah then it all and then it goes away that test and that experiment completely goes away and you're on to the next so i think the the one thing can also help when there's something that's not quite right mm. and you can identify it. But you've got to have the scorecard view. Well,
0: and you're pinpointing where the alignment for your team should be, right? Like if you see something is broken and everyone set rallies behind fixing it, it's probably going to get fixed faster. You're going to be able to move quicker. If you go, you fix it and then you, you move on to the next thing. So I love the idea of like getting
2: that alignment. Mm-hmm. To be able and to And give them their blank slate and jamboard board session. You guys come up with it. I don't know. Yeah. You, it, and it's fun. It's a, It then becomes a great team building activity
1: as well, well. And you're giving them ownership over creating the plan for success yep. versus dictating. And so there's development for that piece yep. And well. you
2: never know what comes out of there. You're like, oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, I would have never come up with that. And then it gets implemented into the platform, product, whatever it is, yeah, sales
1: process. Harnessing the collective wisdom of your team. Yep. Yeah, which is important. Yeah. Which is why crowdsourcing is so powerful.
0: Brainstorm sessions. Yeah.
1: Whiteboard. Whiteboard. I love a good whiteboard. With
2: a parking lot.
1: With a parking lot. Yes, (laughs) yes. That you revisit, you don't say no to those cars, you come back to them. (laughs) For Key, what's what's coming up for you that's exciting uh, that's getting you out of bed in the morning these days?
2: For us, we're at the exciting really the scale phase. So it took a while to figure out the business model, um, build the platform, and now Mm -hmm. it's just focusing on launching markets, onboarding great vacation homes, expanding the services offered. Um, So we're at that exciting inflection point. So our goal is U.S., get that market covered. We're starting to get into Caribbean, um, Mexico, Canada. And then after that, it'll be hop over the pond to Europe. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. So it's just the growth. It's it feels good to be in a stage where we've um time is a startup's worst enemy. <laughs> so you raise money, you got to get to the next stage. So it's it feels good to have the model um in a good spot to been able to survive COVID. Many companies in our sector did not. Um and so and that was just resilience of the of the team, <laughs> yeah. So and getting getting through it and making the necessary changes too. So now it's exciting to have that part behind us and come out stronger and ready to go.
1: That's very exciting.
2: Yeah, I, this might be an off the record question. So
0: mm-hmm. if you don't feel like asking or answering, you don't have to. But um, being so, my background is hospitality and hotels. When COVID hit, I mean, we shut down. Everybody got furloughed. Mm-hmm. It was a disaster. I would imagine your business kind of had its own moment where not only are you giving people the opportunity to be on vacation, but now they can still experience it as if they were doing it and COVID didn't exist. So, did you guys see a pretty significant like pickup during that time? We
2: for, on the for COVID with our. Employees or with um, like, with our team or the uh, travelers? The Canada. travelers themselves. We actually, um, we pivoted. We got the team that Chris was there <laughs> during this time. One, everyone took a cut. Myself, I went to zero <laughs> for over a year, but the team really stood in there and it's like, okay, just conserve cash to get out of this and not knowing how long it was going to be. But we all got on Zooms and said, okay, we've got an amazing group of travelers who are all over who've used us. Let's pull the data on where they live. We've got local vendors who are hurting. You know, you've got chefs, bartenders that are across, just all local vendors um, that are hurting for business. And um, and you've got people stuck in their homes. So we went and pivoted and launched a line called Key Local, where it's taking our platform, um, getting the creativity of the local vendors, and then delivering them um, seamlessly, seamlessly, uh, contactless, contactless yeah. uh, at yeah. the doors. That, that's, that's, that's it. what it was. We, we toyed with the word forever to put on the <laughs> um, But anyway, so we, we, that's how we rallied. And then travel did come back because for the first, mm-hmm. and, and specifically vacation rentals and, um, towns or destinations that had remote outdoor activities were the ones that were the hottest. You couldn't get inventory. You couldn't find bookings. Um, Supplies for the local vendors, grocery stores were out of stuff. So it was a time for the team just to, okay, we would end with a lot of end of day happy hours on let's just share stories and get it because it it was stressful on... Finding people a great rental and then services and they're out of half your recipe that you want. We have half the groceries and whatnot. So working with the local vendors across all of our markets and then we're back, travel's back.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like you got it was the company was pivoting on, on two very important, impactful fronts. Like the internal teams figuring out how to be successful remote. Yep. And, and, you know, everyone's kind of roles is evolving for the conditions. And then you're also having to change the business model to yes. be of like a value and a solution for the current state, but also stay alive. Yep. Uh, I mean, crazy times. I think everybody like can relate to some crazy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I said
0: that pivot was the word of like 2020. 2021. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 2022. We're still all adjusting or checking, adjusting from
2: what happened. What happened? I, I was telling one of our investors, I was like, it's really sad when your only goal for the year is to survive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that is not a fun time. No. No. <laughs> so. That's not thinking big. <laughs> but if you don't. you <laughs> Right.
0: So Kim, for somebody that's getting their start, um, maybe has a has a small idea or, or or a big idea, whatever that looks like to you. What advice do you have for them for you know taking their idea to market or or you know going crazy with it? Um,
2: do the market research So go talk to people, whether it's depending on what space it's in advisors, um, your potential customers, what's out there already and where do you fit? How does your idea differ from what's out there? Um, but I think that market research up front will give you a lot of, cause you're trying to form, you've got an abstract, you know, concept on, we want to try this, but that input will help shape that. Then that will help shape the next steps on what you need to do.
0: How about networking? You know, there's a lot of people that during COVID, for example, maybe stopped going to networking groups or felt like their their circle got smaller. Is there anything that someone who is an entrepreneur or is considering starting a company can do that might help them expand their circle?
2: That would be helpful in the future? The good news with today's Zoom. I mean, you don't have mm. to be in person anywhere. So you've got a lot broader reach and, and audience. LinkedIn is a great, and any if I get an, uh, an email on LinkedIn or a message on LinkedIn on thinking about a company, can you spend 10 minutes with me? Your entrepreneurs will help each other. So I think just not being shy about who in the space that may have more knowledge and of whatever space you're going into an in industry. Um, but I think just talking to as many people as you can that fit the profile for what you're trying to to do.
0: It sounds like not being afraid uh, is a common theme
2: through entrepreneurship. Yep. You really have to put yourself out there.
1: Yeah, and you but, hear a lot
2: of no's. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: My husband, who's he's a venture capitalist. He gave me wise advice early on. He's like, never make a decision on your best day and never make a decision on your worst day. Um, and I still today use that because you get so excited about something. You're like, we're going to go big here. And then it's like, wait a minute, we can't make a decision today.
1: <laughs> Overcommit. <laughs> or on
2: your worst day, you just have to just, okay. But just wake up tomorrow and figure out <laughs> the next step so it happens sure, that's, it's a journey it's really that,
1: good advice
0: that's like never my mom was a hairdresser or a, what, did, do we call them hairdressers now yeah. she cuts hair um, <laughs> or did <laughs> and she always said on your best day don't get a haircut and on your worst day don't get a haircut because <laughs> <laughs> I right. just don't want to make a bad decision yeah. it is true
2: yeah and entrepreneurship is like a um, one of my one of my other entrepreneur friends told me this analogy is like pushing a boulder up the hill and then it rolls back on you and you just gotta get up and keep going. So it's it's true, but it's part of the excitement too.
1: Sure. Yeah. And knowing like where you want to go and then getting that mentorship, like you mentioned, or the advisors to to do your market research data, make sure where you want to go is realistic and then figure out the plan to get there. Yeah. And-,
2: and make sure you want to do what it what it's gonna take to get it done. So sometimes in that market research, like, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not signing up not for signing that. not signing up for that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the plunge though, right? If you're going to do it, do it all the way. Yep, yep. Awesome. Well, Sarah, would you like to? Sure. Okay. So
0: Kim, what would you like? What is the one thing you would like our listeners to take away from this conversation?
2: Well, assuming you want to start a company <laughs> or really anything in life. I think it's, it's taking the time to... um to think through, creating the space for yourself to think through, okay, what is it, whether it's a personal um, journey you want to go on, an entrepreneurial journey or whatever it is that you want to get done. I think taking the time and clearly defining, writing down all, going through the brainstorm with yourself um, and then the the process and the definitions of what's next and you get it done. It applies to all facets of life. So um, I think it's, and think big, um, but then the, process and breaking it down and getting a little bit of something done each week.
1: It's awesome. It's great. Kim, thanks so much for being here and taking the time. This is really great to see you again. And it's a pleasure having you on the podcast.
2: Great.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The One Thing Podcast. If you're a bold risk taker who wants to dream big and achieve a higher level of success in your life or business, visit theonething.com. There, you'll find information on -on one-on-one coaching, our exclusive community membership program, and customized workshops that will help you get your team or organization aligned and rowing in the same direction. That's T-H-E, the number one, dot com to start living the life you've always dreamed of today. Be sure to follow the show to stay up to date on weekly episodes, guest interviews, and more. Plus, we would love to hear from you. Send us a voice note by going to speakpipe.com/slash the one thing or email us at podcast at the one thing.com. We'll see you next week.